You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasa, your host, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, we would like to welcome you to our show this morning. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Kathy. How are you keeping? Good. How are you keeping? Not too bad. Not too bad. Pretty good. Thank you. Excellent. We have a nice, beautiful day out here. All is good. Um, today's show, everybody, is being taped soon enough. We'll be back into the studio. I'm confident about that. But today's show is being taped. Looking forward to it for sure. Oh, so am I. So am I. And the new studio. Yes. Great. Um, So no calling in, but please do follow us on our social sites. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we are at the Health Hub RMC on all three locations. And continue to send your emails. We are at thh at radiomaria.ca. And subscribe to our podcast. We are the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all your favorite podcast platforms. And that way you won't miss a single one of our awesome guests. And you can also find uh, all of our podcasts on the Radio Maria Canada website. And you can find them on... Oh, so I'll, I'll give you the address for that, which is radiomaria.ca. And then on my website, which is kathybiasse.com. So our guest today is Dr. N- Nicholas Romanov. And um, a little backstory with him. I hurt myself running last summer. And long story short, someone put me onto a book called The Running Revolution that was um, written by him. And the pose method, which was created by him, he is a scientist, as you will find out. And um, this book has, it's all over the world. And it's, it's an awesome book. It's helped me to get my running shoes back on. Um, he's going to teach us a bit about how running is not a natural thing. It is, there is technique behind it if you want to be proficient in it. But anyways, Dr. Nicholas Romanov graduated with honors in 1974 with a Bachelor of Science in Physical Education. And as a teacher, he later discovered that while there was plenty of instruction on techniques and other sports, in running there was instead an an eclectic collection of ideas. The pose method was developed out of necessity in 1977. It is now widely popular among recreational and elite runners and triathletes, practiced by professional athletes, used by physical therapists that appreciate its framework for preventing and treating running injuries. In October of 2020, after 11 years of active implementation, the POSE method became the running method of choice for the U.S. Army and included in the official Army Field Manual. Dr. Romanov's books are sold worldwide, and The Running Revolution, which is the book that I was just talk to you, talking to you about, became a bestseller translated into 12 languages. As a sports scientist and an Olympic coach, Dr. Romanov is on a mission to advance the science of human movement and make it useful for people. 
Preventative approach is the best way forward, but while everyone insists that an active lifestyle is the answer, nobody talks about injuries that prevent people from staying active if proper movement is not taught or learned. Dr. Romanov is committed to empowering people to take greater control of their well-being and enabling them to prevent common running-related injuries. This is a must-listen and a must-read if you are a runner, want to be a runner. This has had profound impact on, as mentioned, elite runners and beginning runners. So very, very well, well um, written book, very simple to follow. Um, and I have been a, a student of it. Uh, some of the learning points that we will cover, what is the pose, pose method of running? Are we all born to run or is there technique involved? And what gravity has to do with running properly? So everybody, please stay tuned. This is a wonderful interview with Dr. Romanov and we will be back in a few minutes.
You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. As mentioned, the show is being taped today, so no opportunity for calling in. Please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all three locations. Dr. Romanoff, thank you so much for joining us. It's my greatest pleasure having you here. Pleasure is mine. Thank you. So I told you off air, um, I came upon this book. I was running, I was training, and I had... um, a few issues come up, which sort of put me out of the running space. And I didn't think I'd be running again. And someone told me about your book and I read it and uh, I started employing some of the strategies. It was my hip that was the big issue. And um, I am now running again. I still need to go back and go through the book step by step, which is very easy to follow. But um, I think, well, let's get into how you started with this, but I'll just as it off the top of my head, I think probably the most profound thing that I found was that I just thought people ran. I just thought you put on your shoes. It was an easy sport to keep you in shape. Never once dawned on me that there was a technique and this is the technique that you have developed. (laughs) So how did you get into, what's the history behind you developing the pose program? Lovely. As a question, what you addressed to me, uh, as much is, um, simple so much is very complicated uh, starting point is that, that I, I never was myself runner I mean I was from track and field I was high jumper elite high jumper in and running never crossed my mind as a kind of topic which I would be busy with later on for the rest of your life <laughs> the kind of like that, right? so um because you are from the track and field you don't pay attention much on running as a kind of a skill requirement event and because the common sense what is prevailing in human mind from very back in the history, uh, immemorial, basically, uh, that people think they know how to run. It's a common sense kind of a face value. Uh, Very much um, the biggest mistake in humans, (laughs) which they fall into, but uh, reality was uh, exactly with me as well. I, I did believe that everyone can run and everyone uh, knows how to run. So um, that kind of foggy, fuzzy <laughs> vision of running was with me until I got <laughs> into the, that action of teaching. Um, I finished my university and I was invited to go back to university as a teacher. I was quite a good student. I finished uh, with only diploma and uh, was a elite athlete. So uh, they thought uh, I would be a good uh, add to uh, coaching and teaching um, 
collective in our um, department. So I came there and started teaching hard track and field because this is what the subject of teaching because it's a special faculty of physical culture and sport and the, one of the disciplines it's a track and field where I was a specialist. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and now you are. It's funny how life plays out, isn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a usual thing with in the youth. People are fall into the, some kind of uh, deceptive state of the mind. <laughs> and society build up you in exactly this direction. And uh, I start teaching. And... Uh, uh, and I understood what kind of disaster I am falling into. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a usual experience, as a matter of fact. It's not only in sports, it's everywhere. Uh, what we are learning in university, uh, actually nothing to do with, with, with real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You fake it till you make it, I think is what they say here, right? <laughs> right. And uh, I fall into that disaster immediately. <laughs> and uh, my ignorance um, become very obviously for myself. Um, and I tried to hide it because it was, would be a shame to recognize <laughs> suddenly in front of everyone that you actually not... The guy, not the guy they thought you were. <laughs> so you chose running. I'm going to fix the runners. <laughs> no, that was more even complicated. Running was easy part uh, because it was track and field, and I was teaching a very complicated and technical complexity events like high jumping. No matter that I was a specialist there. I was, I told you, I was the little high jumper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, hurdles, throwing, like shot put, discus throwing, javelin throwing, pole vault, and so on. You know, it's all yeah. technical events. And suddenly you are uh, realizing that actually what you was thinking as a, something known for you, it's completely darkness <laughs> and you have no idea how to teach. And not only that, it's like you don't know what you're teaching actually. Mm -hmm. It was a problem with the movement. Later on, like many years later, I wrote the book, whole book called General Movement Theory <laughs> about mm -hmm. all of this thing. And running fall into this uh, category as well. Because my <clears throat> disillusional <clears throat> state of the mind was thinking about running kind of the same way. And you start teaching on and suddenly you're realizing, and you're not only teaching because uh, I was a determined um, a young gentleman who wanted to go through the science. I was dreaming about my postgraduate studies after university and go to PhD program and so on, and I started. So I was in the process of these studies and I um, started picking up literature, all available for me, literature about these events and of teaching them in general. And um, I started to realize that it's... Uh, actually incredible 
depth there. Uh, maybe Abyss more <laughs> than depth ever. You dive there and you don't know, do you have enough breath? <laughs> To get back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a scary and, uh, and exciting altogether. So uh, I thought how long it will take me to get to the, what it's called, truth. Mm-hmm. Completely blurry and unknown thing. None. Nobody has an answer. I am going to my supervisors in Moscow in my science, um, I'm asking that, no answer. I'm asking my colleagues, no answer. I'm asking people from the top field of coaching and athletes, they're mumbling something unshaped and undefined. And and my feeling of uh, uh, trouble condition start to raise up. So, so much efforts to, to, let's say, like to the truth, seeking for the truth, start increasing. And I start studying ballet. And luckily, I had friends, personal friends in the top ballet field. And I could attend to rehearsals and uh, um, ballet performance. And the question is still there, like, how they are so good in the performance. So beautiful. Then I joined martial arts, not because I wanted to learn how to fight. I grew up as a street boy, so I knew how to fight. But you knew how to defend yourself. <laughs> yes, I know. But I found that running is the best defending thing. Anyway. So you're, um, you're looking at movement as a whole. It's correct. Okay, so movement led led down into the running. Yes, uh, absolutely. Running was a kind of uh, um, outcome together with that, what it came with. (laughs) And it kind of was the easy part. The running was the easy part. uh, Relatively speaking, of course. Okay. When I started running field as a scientist, it it didn't... (laughs) become so easy Mm -hmm. for me. And I understood that there are plenty of unknowns to start digging in this direction as well. So I did. So did you find that every movement really can be or needs to be a trained movement? Did you find that there are no naturals in the field of movement? It's illusion exists and the common sense developed like that. And people are playing with terms like natural, mm-hmm. not really knowing what natural means. You see, I'm, now I'm t- talking to you as a scientist mm-hmm. because I start digging into the epistemology, where it's coming from, like yeah. genesis of these things, the origin of things. And I found that actually it's empty place. And everyone cultivates. You start with because yes. in your book, in, in the pose method, you mentioned Usain Bolt. Right. He is still, uh, no matter of his genius performance, uh, the gift, what he got, uh, he's ignorant. Uh, as a performer, mm-hmm. this part is exi- uh, in uh, sport uh, brought up 
to us so many examples of that kind of, um, I call it cognitive dissonance stage. It's basically running with a cognitive dissonance uh-huh. field. People just go. Yes, right. But Usain Bolt is not alone came up with that. Way back in the 70s, one of Mark Spitz, gold, nine gold medalists in, in Olympic Games. And still at that time was a standard in uh, freestyle swimming. And uh, his coach, James Councilman, <laughs> described in this uh, Science of Swimming, 1977 or 78 book was, uh, when I read this, I was uh, puzzled like, ah, like, ah, because when he asked him what he's thinking about the run of a swimming technique, uh, Mark Spitz answer, uh, uh, raise hairs in um, uh, James Council's head because he understood that Mark Spitz actually have, has no idea what he's talking about. So, so and, we're talking about an athlete. Obviously, we're in a different place now. So before, we're talking about an athlete basically with natural ability performing their sport. It's confused with the, the with the nurturing. technical piece. It's correct. This so, is nature and nurture. <laughs> exactly. So where where you start is is the the nature. And where we are now, like it, funny, we had a conversation around who's the best athlete, who's the this. You can't really compare the two because the way science has moved forward and the technology of movement and the way you can change, you know, now we're not talking about seconds finishing a race. We're talking about hundreds of seconds finishing a race. And would you say you're on the pioneer edge of, of science and how, and, and, and doing the tweaking involved in educating athletes about their body? Yes, I am. This is what uh, I took that kind of that mission in my own hands long time ago. Uh, because I, up to now, except post method, running science basically didn't bring anything conclusive for performers, for runners. For example, what scientists would be um, suggest for the uh, Usain Bolt to improve his performance? None. They're only talking, what is the secret of power of his running? What a question. <laughs> Dumb question, actually. <laughs> so are you it's, looking at athletes and what they are doing correctly and incorrectly and coming to a conclusion about them um, in that sport? Look, you put the question in the right direction, but uh, to talk about correct or not correct, you have to have a standard to uh, measure. Yes. And then running before post method was no standard and still no. Standard, what I developed in post method is only one single standard in running field, in science and practice. Uh, other, oh, rest of the field is opinions. Mm-hmm. It's not my words. It's the words of the best scientists in this field, such as um, Peter Kavana. <laughs> you mm-hmm. see, that is a sad part. So science over 100 years never developed concept of running as a horizontal uh, repositioning of the human body and the standard of running to compare. So, 
So, okay, so would you say that the pose method is now the standard of running properly? Um, in my mind, yes, mm-hmm. as a scientist. Has but anybody else done anything similar to this? Not no. really. <laughs> uh, the point is that um, if you're familiar with the work of from Thomas Kuhn, is a, the structure of scientific revolutions, you mm-hmm. understand and you are familiar with the term paradigm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then <clears throat> I would... Uh, send you to the, back to the 17th century, to the Henri Ampere, who <laughs> described science history in four stages. And the first stage is descriptive. The last one is conceptual. Okay, now as a scientist, I'm telling you, running is still in the descriptive stage. Okay. This is a problem. In any science, what is moving on and um, evolving, it's uh, based on conceptual science. I, I can go with that in physics, in chemistry, anywhere, you know. Oh, for example, Darwin's evolution theory, it's a concept, mm-hmm. you see? You start off oh, with a concept and then you have to... It's correct, yeah. right, right. Running never had this concept. No. Well, uh, because you, you're born, you walk, you, you fall, yeah, you run. It's not something that is taught, you know? It's, 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 it's something correct. that, and, and so it takes somebody like you to, or, or the vast number of injuries that I'm sure you saw to think that there must be something that's not right here. Uh, we're going to actually, you know what? I, I think this is going to be an amazing piece of our conversation about the injuries. So let's just take a quick break here, everybody, and we'll be right back to continue this. Deep in your soul, there is a fire, and it's burning through the rain. Quiet the fear, focus your eyes, don't you know that you were made to run the race? You've been knocked down, but you're not quite out. You're on the ropes, looking at the crowd, they cheer you on. Can you hear the sound? It's time to rise up and take back the crown. Don't give up. The prize is up ahead. Don't lose hope. This is not the end. You gotta remember. Deep in your soul, there is a fire. And it's burning through the rain. Quiet the
are listening to The Health Hub, here on Radio Maria Canada. A Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a conversation here with Dr. Nicholas Romanov. Great conversation. It's, uh, as I was saying off air, it's going in a, a completely broader area than I, than I was thinking, which is amazing to me. Um, let's get into the topic, and which is close to my heart, is injuries and running and how what you have done has served to eliminate or prevent a lot of injuries within the field of running. Uh, it's a, actually it's a hot topic. Mm-hmm. It's still um, it, it's um, origin of this topic raised up uh, with uh, together with the um, running boom in seventies. It's uh, suddenly millions of people start running, <clears throat> and obviously they run to the disaster <laughs> uh, because when you have in your mind only shoes put on and just enjoy your ride, <laughs> it's a bad idea. It's the same thing um, to say someone who never drive a car and you give a key to the driver and telling, okay, this is a key, just uh, enjoy your riding, <laughs> driving. Hope you make it back safely. <laughs> and, well, <laughs> nobody talk about this. Except police, that's why you go through the schools <laughs> of uh, driving schools. You see? Exactly. Because everybody understands that driving is quite a dangerous um, uh, matter. And if you don't uh, put people's mind in the, uh, performing by the rules, then you will, will be very close to the closest corner to the disaster. Mm. But there so, were no rules back then. Uh, yes, right. <laughs> and in fact, why, what, <laughs> what came out of it in my mind was there was a, a large group of health professionals that said, do not run. Running is not healthy for you. It's bad on the joints. It's bad on the hips. And then it kind of went out of vogue for a little bit. Uh, it was a um, controversy from coming from the ignorance and that's controversy uh, is, is that you're born to run. It's mm-hmm. another ignorance as well. Even it was brought up by Sanchez, you know, like um, Lieberman, for example, in his uh, human evolutions, so Homer, and they try find that you're born to run. And when I look at it around, uh, I see more people born to eat, you know, than run. <laughs> and now, just recent article of the same professor Lieberman is coming to the conclusion that actually people are born to sit more than it's safe. <laughs> he brought up this article, you mm-hmm. see? It's a controversy as well. What he's trying to say, I don't know yet, <laughs> but it's a conflict of his own mind. Mm-hmm. It's called cognitive dissonance. When he's telling that 
from one side that we're born to run and from another side, he's telling, actually, it's better to sit down and enjoy your life. <laughs> That's a whole other controversy. A whole other topic is the sitting. Um, right. How do... How does what you do prevent or how does what you teach, the method of your teaching, differ from sort of what normal people do, like myself? How does it work to prevent injury? You know, I was taught to land on the heel. Uh, you're teaching to drive from the front of the foot. And after only a few times of trying, well, first of all, my calves were on fire when I first started doing this. But slowly but surely, my hip issues went away. How did you notice that that was a big part of the problem? Usually, when I hear kind of that statement what you brought up right now, I, I'm joking about this, you know, something like that. When you get married, first 50 years, it's difficult. Then it will be easier. <laughs> Honestly, my calves, I couldn't walk after the first uh, two runs. Uh, my runners do not have this problem. <laughs> that problem, what you are faced or faced, is the lack of teaching skill mm -hmm. or self-teaching skills, not the lack of method or lack of proper running. You see, um, Chinese... <clears throat> Ancient Chinese philosopher Chuang Tzu told, pain is a penalty for violating principle of nature. Ah. You see, it was uh, said 600 BC. It's still the same <laughs> problem we're mm -hmm. facing. So no pushing <clears throat> through the pain. Just um, do it right. <clears throat> right, but uh, it's, an, it's a secondary part uh, of the problem. The first part is what you are learning and uh, how you teaching yourself in this case you know what the stages are and what standards they're using to uh, be sure that you are doing the right thing mm -hmm. that kind of things um, that problem what you're facing people facing in the tremendous amount of uh, examples and only because they perceive wrong way or perceive wrong thing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because in Paul's method, we're not emphasizing any four foot thing. You know? So what are you what what are you emphasizing in the pose method? Teach me to run. Okay. Pose <laughs> method you see concept and elements. Uh, and the main thing what you have to understand the mechanism mechanism mechanics mm -hmm. of how you move forward. And before Paul's method, it basically was unknown. That is a problem. Okay, how you move forward? The very simple question, what uh, was always, but always was ignored. It was a hidden, camouflaged by uh, another problem, which I call um, wrong paradigm, it's called push-off paradigm, mm -hmm. by thinking that we are moving by muscular efforts. It's one of the most deceptive things what happened in running, and not only in running, in any movement. So that, we're not supposed to push? 
you can't <laughs> even you, you well see. one of the exercises <laughs> in your book is actually you're falling forward it's correct right that is exactly point what you right now are bringing up that we are moving by falling forward basically in mechanical sense it's a, it's a transferring vertical movement as a free falling of gravity gravity comes up to us in two only senses kind of it's a free falling and second one is body weight so it's a potential energy and kinetic energy so <laughs> us as runners i'll just use myself because i can't speak for anybody else i'm using way too much energy trying to run uh not energy efforts energy too much effort later. yes um, um, you see it when you're describing good running, uh, like elite runner, what your words and terms, what you're addressing to that running and how you describe it, uh, call me, just uh, go ahead and tell me, what is a distinctive characteristics, descriptive characteristics of elite runner? Kipchoge. All right, I agreed. They're fast, they have good posture. Oh, uh, no? You have no idea what is that, but anyway, uh, it's most people have no idea. They uh, call passive, but uh, I, when I'm asking, what, what do you mean? <laughs> most people are puzzled there. Mm -hmm. But more uh, general terms, what people are using to describe this. You're not going to most famous and most usable terms of description of elite runner or runners. What next? Why are you not telling light? What do you mean? Effortless. Eff effortless, yes. Fly like a bird, right? run like a bird, run like, okay. run like a right. short support. Run like a gazelle, I guess. Run like a gazelle, fly like okay. a bird. Okay. It's a good image, but nothing would be transferring. Uh, gazelle, it's four legs, you know. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know what else so, to compare us to then. <laughs> you see, this is a point. Because people describe running, very good running, what they're telling? Effortless, yeah. one of the first. Easy, smooth, uh, short support, high cadence, or turnover, what they are using this mm -hmm. term. What it all means. <laughs> Where it's coming from, effortless thing. Nature, nothing gives you for free <laughs> to make you effortless. Where it's coming from, this effortless running? Th that question you have to answer. So are, are good answer. runners naturally doing what you say is the right way to run? Would you say, is that where you got your information was looking at elite runners? Yes, this is what my study came up. The, the question what I addressed to you, I mean, we're discussing which one is exactly what I addressed to myself. Mm -hmm. Why and how they are making run effortless. And this is runners that are going for speed, runners that this is applicable it to speed, distance, every runner. Yes, because the source of all of these things is one only on, in our Earth's gravitational field. So you're yeah. aiming for injury-free, yes, excellent Same styled way. running. Where does the shoe come involved in this? Not, you talked not about style, not style, not style, technique. technique. Style, it's a 
fashion styles. Okay. It means what's the difference? The clothes is the same. Style is different, mm -hmm. but the essence of clothes is the same to cover your body. <laughs> so can you improve the objective of a runner someone like me who is as low as you can probably go when you're talking about running versus the elite Olympian. Can you improve running on all those spectrums? Of course. Who cares? I will quote you a paraphrase from um, Martina Navratilova. Uh, when she asked about the age, she told the ball, tennis ball, doesn't know my age. <laughs> And, and I paraphrased this exactly to the gravity. Gravity doesn't give a damn what you are, who you are. You elite runner or you are not elite runner. You are a lady or not. You overweight or not. And so on. Mm -hmm. do, do you understand? Mm -hmm. Gravity is acting. Gravity do not give you discount because you're Canadian, American, Mexican, or any other nationality. Gravity is gravity. It's just a force which acting up and out of the body on that field of Earth. And we have to deal with that. But this is the source of our movement. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand how to assimilate this. How to use how it to, to our benefit. Right. Uh, how to um, customize to you, to me, to anyone. You know, the, We need to have a tool for customization. And so that's why consuming. your book or online, it's the similar, same principles for everybody. And that's why your book has been so profoundly popular because you don't have to adjust it. It's a, it's a, it's a technique of running that's applicable across the masses. Of course. It's amazing. Why, why gravity should be giving <laughs> something different for elite runner from Kenya compared with you or with me? Did, did you find in working with people that were very good runners that they had a hard time grasping this change? Yes, of course. They did. It's not only with elite runners, but with many runners who have big experience and kind of they consider successful. Mm -hmm. means uh, was improvement there, some level of success. It's typical misleading um, that um, what um, performance is and the quality of performances. And how long do you think that turnover took? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, I, how I, long did it take if you were working with a, an athlete and you're trying to cha change his technique, show him how to do the pose method of running? How long do you think it would take, generally speaking, for him to him or her to that grasp No it? general thinking. This is what problem completely individual. You know? It is. It's okay. a background what you, you, your students coming to me. I had elite uh, athletes whom I work with, like in British team, for example. Uh, one gentleman who came to me in 1999, in three days, I changed completely his technique. He was a junior uh, champion, and <clears throat> but in not fit Olympic um, uh, performance standard. I changed his technique half, half a, a year. Uh, he improved his almost two minutes in 10K and he became mm -hmm. member of the Olympic team. Three days and he changed completely. Uh, 
the other from the, the same British team, lady who came with tremendous amount of injuries to me, and she was on, she was on the verge of completely finish her career if she wouldn't make running safe for her. And her coach approached me because I was a, um, a national team coach as well. And whole year I was working with her to change this. Mm. Whole year, you understand? But at the end of this year, it was fruitful. She won championship, uh, world championship, and improved her uh, 10K time, three minutes or four minutes, something like that. Uh, so it was a tremendous change. And then 20 years, no injuries. <laughs> and we can all do this. I've got the book right on, in my left hand here, and it's very easy to go through. It's exercises, it's techniques, lots of support on the internet. I was Googling lots and lots of support on the internet. It's wonderful. And how many, you know, this is the the revolution of running the post technique. How many reprints has this had? Oh, it's already quite <laughs> few. Yeah, and then the, no, not only like reprints, we publish this book in 14 countries, in 14 languages. Amazing. So, so that kind of uh, very good sign. And well, it's a stable selling goes on. It, it, well, it's, it's, it's profound in its simplicity in, in some ways. It was um, difficult part, but it, simplicity. <laughs> yes, but it does take, like I said, when I started doing it, my calves were on fire and, and still trying to get through that push thing where it's not really a push thing, but um, a wonderful book. And, and congratulations on, on how you have really changed the whole field of, of running and movement. Uh, it's brought me back from not being able to run even though I'm still not doing it correctly. It, it is a work in progress. Um, and I thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I know you're an extremely busy person. And as you know, the popularity of this book and of yourself, I know it's, it's time-consuming to take time to do these interviews. So I really do appreciate you coming on our show today. Um, you're very welcome. And thank you for inviting me. It's a good opportunity to appeal to some people who never were into the mindset of changing something in their technique. Maybe we will encourage them to change the mind yeah, and, and save them. And, and for people that did run and, and for that idea that running is bad for them, yeah, maybe a second chance is worth the while. It really is. It's mm. a great, easy, it's not easy, but it's, it's, it's outside, it's available to us. And um, this makes it very, very accessible to everybody. So, so thank you for that. And thank you for joining us. My pleasure. I hope we will deliver this message for that uh, people who are still hesitating. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I should do some videos and show people. If you want to start from the bottom, you start with me, work your way up. Everybody, we will talk to you next week on The Health Hub. For their own good, yes. Thank you. It's a good um, talk. Um, thank you. I enjoy it. Really. Thank you.
You have been listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.